Coming up on Influencing Entrepreneurs. My whole vision for Daily Discipline was to provide my notes and make them free for anybody else who would want to read them, who was asking, how do I keep this alive? This season of Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spiracle Media. After years of teaching entrepreneurship and consulting business owners, I realized that true knowledge comes from the wins and losses of those entrepreneurs. These are the stories of those business leaders. I'm Kazmer Ward, and this is Influencing Entrepreneurs. So you fill in for this speaking engagement. You you have your Will Ferrell old school moment. And from there, you get you get the rush. You get the aha moment. And where do you go next? Yeah, time disappeared. It wasn't work. And, and I just, I mentally and emotionally was just like, it was just clarity. It was, it was full traction. So I told my dad, hey, you know, if you're willing, I want to learn how this works. I want to learn the business. So now you, now you want to be in the family business, yeah. learning business. And I, yeah, I declared, I, I, when I told him, I wasn't sure that I wanted to like join him, but I did want to learn from him. I did want to, and I wanted to learn it. And we kind of had a, I don't, know, I don't know, a few weeks where we were trying to figure out are we both ready? And, and, and he did such a great job, not just as a dad for a son, but also for, you know, a mentor to, you know, a young person. I happened to be his son setting me up with, you know, enough space to try, but enough structure to, you know, uh, uh, be able to accelerate, but also feel enough pain to know when I wasn't good. So he had two rules. He said, you can, you can join, but there's two rules. Number one, you don't make any money until you make me money. So I had to learn how to create value and bring money in, not just collect paychecks. Number two was, um, uh, if it's ever between me or the client, he's going to choose the client. He's like, if you're not good enough to be in the room, you're out. That's just it. He goes, if a client says you aren't good enough or you're a problem or you know whatever, you're, you're too junior, you don't get it, you're not holding your weight, you're done. He's like, I'm not carrying you with a client. So uh, my first year, uh, I crushed it, made $26,000. I think I made 29 in year two and 31 in year three. And real quick, so your your father provides this structure. Yeah. Uh, Not even training wheels. It's literally, if you fall, you fall. Yeah, it was deep end. But you've got to create your own path. So on your path to making $26,000 and $31,000, where's the path headed at least? What direction are you focusing? So at that time, right, it was was really two pieces. Um, It was one, learning how to be a a speaker, whether it was was doing keynotes or workshops. It was learning how to address a room and teach that room some skills. And and our, our space was leadership, team culture, and behavior skills that drove, you know, sales or customer service. We're working with accounting firms, working with hospitals, doctors, nurses. Uh, we're working with, uh, with law firms, working with manufacturing plants. So it, it had a really, it was really exciting because it had this wide range of physicians one day and, you know, three shift machine operators the next day. So a really big range, but I was teaching the same skill sets of managing emotions or focus or or um, you know how skill building works in a human being. So it was, it was super cool because I was consistent on an aspect, but really diverse on a lot of other stuff. And so the path was learning how to do that. And then the second part of the path was learning how to build projects that added value to the business where I wasn't a one-time 
$2,000, $1,500 speaking right. event. It was a $100,000 six month project to help them navigate, for example, a real one at the time still going on, uh, you know, a six figure project of how to guide people uh, with personal change through electronic medical record change. So it was when, when, when uh, hospitals were transitioning from everything being on paper to everything being digital. This is back in whatever it was, 2006. And, uh, and all of the change, it was really hard on nurses and doctors and admin. And so they found that while the, while the machinery worked and the digital stuff worked, their biggest issue was getting the people to actually change. And that's not any different today, right. it's the same. The first few years too, not only are you kind of building out your program, you're also kind of building your chops. Right? Absolutely, yeah. So did you have any of those cringeworthy presentations or things you look back and you're like, I can't believe I said that or I did it in this manner? Well, anybody who speaks has those, right? Yeah. Um, it was like a comedian, right? You know, every comedian's gonna bomb. I will say I was, I was really fortunate in that I never had anybody or any group, you know, the fear when you're young, I should say the fear when I was young. Um, not that I'm not, right? Age is just an idea, right? But when I was younger, in my, in my early 20s, my, my, my concern was not being taken seriously because of age. Um, and so I never had any experience like that. Um, I had certainly some people who didn't like my presentations, um, but I still have that. I mean, I was, just telling, I was just telling a group today, if there's more than 50 people in a room, somebody in that room is not gonna like right. what I say. And that's okay, it's, it's fine. Um, but I, I, you know, I had, you know, the cringe ones were, you know, I used to do eight hour workshops five days a week, sometimes with the same groups. Um, and you know, the cringe moments were, I mean, those were some of the long days and just doing some workshops and, and the room not giving energy. And so I had to learn how to, and I use this everywhere in my life now, and, and I'm built like this luckily, but I had to learn how do I carry the energy for a room when the room isn't giving me any? And that skill set has been um, invaluable to me. But there were some, and there were some tough, I can, I can picture some rooms and some days where it's like, you know, you got 50 people in a room, they're in day three of eight hour training sessions and I'm up there carrying, carrying the most about their business or their skills than anybody else in the room. Those were, those were tough days that I, I don't want to repeat those. So sharing uh, where those rooms of 50 are, your room right now is tens of thousands of people with the daily discipline. Mm -hmm. How do you start building out that platform mm -hmm. of the daily discipline? And not only just the idea, but what does it mean to you? Daily discipline is super fun for me um, because, you know, most of all, because it's just a passion project that um, what happened, Cass, was I would get done with a workshop or a keynote or something like that. And I would hear the same basic statement or question. This was good, or I like this, or this is valuable from those who thought it was. And then they'd ask the same basic thing in some different terms. But all of it was this, how do I keep it alive? And we've all had it, right? We've all had, we, we, we hear a podcast and it sounds so cool at the time. And then three months later, it comes across our mind and we're like, oh yeah. And so, they never liked the answer that I gave them. And they said, how do you, how do you keep this alive? Say discipline, right? Because it's called daily discipline. How do you keep discipline alive? Because this is so true. I say, well, you do it tomorrow. And then when you wake up the next day, you do it again. And they didn't like that answer. And I was like, okay, well, how do you keep yourself alive? Like, do you ever wake up and like wonder how to keep yourself alive? No, you wake up and you do the things required to keep yourself good. You eat some food, you drink some water, you move, you go make some money so you can like, you do what's required. And that's what it takes in anything, 
right? Uh, how do you keep a relationship healthy? You got to do stuff every day. And so uh, what I started, what I did was I, I looked there, I, I put two things together. This is how entrepreneurship works so much, so often. I put two things together. One, this question that I got every time. And I couldn't answer them. Even if I answered them really well that day, they're still going to wake up tomorrow without me right there. There was no answer I could give them that how to keep it alive that wasn't, at some point we can't talk anymore. You have to do. So I saw that. The other side was I looked at my office one day and I saw this stack, and I still have it, of uh, notebooks, all with my notes, just my own notes, just things I've written from, read from books, and notes to myself. And, all, and I looked and I'm thinking to myself, I am the only person on planet Earth reading these. And I, every time I read them, I get so excited about something I wrote two years ago and I go back and read through it. And I'm like, well, why don't I take those and just share them with people? So my, my whole vision for Daily Discipline was not to grow some list or do something. It was literally to provide my notes that have been so valuable for me and make them free for anybody else who would want to read them, who is asking, how do I keep this alive? And so I've been really fortunate to have uh, uh, created a space with a great team uh, at Rally Day Partners where uh, um, I'm now the, the senior advisor for leadership, culture, and behavior uh, in the uh, companies that we own, who are all entrepreneurs. Um, and we come from an entrepreneur, we're an entrepreneurial private equity firm. We are built by founders for founders. And so every partner must have owned and operated a business and been an entrepreneur before, because it's really hard to speak to the entrepreneurial experience if you haven't been one. Your, your points on discipline where you get up and you just do it every day, sometimes deciding to do it for the first day is the hardest. And as we close out, mm -hmm. what would be your piece of advice to get people out of that mindset so they do do it for the first day? I, ironically, uh, yesterday's Daily Discipline, the subject line is, uh, was step one is one step. And I think what, what, what locks people down is there's two things that lock people down that I would encourage them to consider. Um, first is people think they need to have the whole plan ready to rock and roll before they start, and you do not. Uh, what you need is to take one step. Um, every decision is a step in a direction. Just take a step in a direction that you want to go, and then you can figure out how to take a second step. And then the second piece I would have people consider is don't ever flip uh, patience and urgency. Urgency has to sit in the day, and patience has to sit over years. And so I call it the 24 by 24 strategy. Think in 24 hours of action, but match it with 24 months of patience. And when you can merge those two things, that's when you get the magic. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing. So really appreciate it. Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spherical Media. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Education or visit casmerward.com to catch up on previous episodes.